Is anyone else feeling like their feet are itchy? I'm sure I'm not the only one who wants to get on a plane and explore a new place for a bit. I'm getting so tired of the same sights and sounds. Earlier this year, the entire travel and tourism industry was tipped on its head as borders closed and countries shut down. Never in our lives have we ever seen something like this before. Needless to say, getting back on the road will not be as easy as it once was. Let's take a look at travel in the age of COVID-19. Kayla on the Road, the podcast is all about sharing stories about life on the road and at home as a digital nomad. Through stories, tips, and interviews, I want to inspire you to create your own travel memories by taking the overwhelm out of planning. Join me every week for a beer and a laugh as I recount some of my favorite travel stories, even the not-so-perfect ones, all while chatting logistics about planning your next or first trip abroad. Hey friends, it's me, Kayla, and welcome to episode eight of Kayla on the Road, the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. COVID-19 and the effects that came with it hit me hard. I was actually out on the road when all of this stuff started to shut down and all over Canada, getting home was really, really hard. It was a constant loop of booking a flight getting it canceled, and then getting on the phone with a representative to try and rebook it again and again and again. Honestly, I think Andrew and I did this three or four times. It was ridiculous. Anyways, since returning home, airlines all over the world have been filing for bankruptcy, which is wild. Transstate Airlines, Flybe, Virgin Australia, Avianca, Latam, those are just a couple of them. And airlines right here at home have started closing some of their routes permanently to deal with the losses associated with the lack of business during this worldwide COVID-19 shutdown. Needless to say, the travel in 2020 and beyond will look a little different than before. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to remind everyone that I'm always up to chat. So if you hear anything today and you want to continue the conversation with me, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Kayla on the Road. If you've been here before, you know that I like to start every single show with a drink. So today I actually get to open a can again. It's not beer, but today I'm sipping on Blue Lobster Rocket from Nova Scotia Spirit Company. So it's a vodka beverage from the Nova Scotia Spirit Company. It's made with their Blue Lobster Vodka. And it's supposed to take like taste like one of those Rocket Pops. So I'm really excited to try it because I haven't yet. Um, I've tried the Smirnoff one. But this one is local and that's kind of nice. So cheers, everyone. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I can't believe that tastes so much like a Popsicle. Um, yeah, this might be too easy to drink today. <laughs> Um, All right. So I want to start off with something that is a little bit on the nose. Face masks are slowly becoming more and more prominent. Already airlines and supermarkets are the most popular places that masks are being required. And over 100 countries have put mask measures in play. Everyone from Germany to Vietnam to Cameroon. If you're wondering if you need a mask for any of the travel that you have planned or the travel that you want to do in the future, I think it's a great idea to check out online to see what countries require them and to what extent. Websites like masksforall.co are a great starting point. I'm going to link that in the show notes for you so you can go and check it out. Uh, But I just want to remind you that if you are traveling and you are required to wear a face mask or they ask you to wear a face mask, it's important to be a responsible citizen and try to follow those rules, you know, unless you have some sort of health condition that prevents you from doing it. Um, 
when you are visiting someone else's country, you are a guest. You are you don't live there. You don't belong there. You are a guest in that country. And so it's it's really, really great to follow the rules, follow the guidelines, and try to be as accommodating as possible to the things that they ask of you. Um, not only that, but when you visit another country, you are representing everyone else from your home country or from other countries that you might get mistaken for. Um, I get mistaken for for an American all the time. And so I want to do my best as a Canadian to represent both Canadians and Americans and show that we are not all disrespectful. Um, Some of us actually look at guidelines and take that into consideration when we are planning our trips and traveling and being abroad. It's all a part of like being a great global citizen. So a mask is a super, super easy thing to wear, a super, super easy thing to pack. I can't believe like how easy it is for me to throw my mask into any of my bags. I literally have one that is, it's just super thin fabric. It doesn't have any of the nose guards or anything like that. But um, Andrew and I have already talked about like getting new ones as we start traveling again and whatnot. And he thinks that once he starts going back into like the road for business trips, he will get some to match all of his dress shirts. So that's kind of fun. It is kind of like the new fashion statement, you know, when socks were in a couple of years ago and everyone was getting those uh, subscription boxes to socks that had all the fun colors and stuff on them. I think that's what masks are going to be right now. And it is blowing up. I was actually on um, Etsy the other day and I don't remember what I was looking for, but I found this beautiful lace face mask face mask, uh, for weddings, for brides and grooms and stuff like that. And it's just so funny that these things that were reserved mainly for, um, you know, hospital staff, medical staff, things like that, or countries where they do not have a great, um, uh, where the air quality may not be as great as somewhere like Canada. They've, they've been using masks as a, uh, as a fashion statement for years and years and years. So it's interesting that it's come here. And I'm hoping that soon we see more and more people start to wear them. It's really an easy thing that you can do. Even with my anxiety, I feel like when I started wearing my mask, when I got mine, I could wear it for a total of maybe two minutes before I had to take it off. And little by little, I'm getting better and better at it. Um, My anxiety is lessening. And I think that's all about like practice makes perfect. Another big thing that I think that we're going to see a lot of in 2020 and beyond is an increase in wait times from attractions to airports. Wait times you're going to see um, are going to start to increase. Right now, it's not horrible. If you were to go to the airport or if you were to go to an amusement park or something like that, not that I recommend it right now, but um, wait times aren't horrible. They're small lines because people are not traveling. But with new restrictions, more checks and balances, more rules, um, you're going to see that the wait wait times are going to go up. So if you are planning to take a trip abroad this year, make sure to factor that in when you're getting to the airport, when you're leaving the airport, when you're planning tours and things like that. Um, Give yourself, I don't know, I would say like a half hour at least extra time to be safe. And that's like, you know, it's so easy to get to the airport, sit down, read your book for a while, if you do have that extra time. But it's better safe than sorry, because you do not want to book a flight on these already um, diminished flight schedules, only to be late or to miss it completely and then have to wait for the next one to go out. 
I know like here in Fredericton, I think there's only like two flights a day going out to Toronto from certain airlines and things like that. Like it, it makes sure that you're planning ahead and you're planning to be there and you are giving yourself that extra leeway. I think it's also really important to note that along with wait times comes a lot of time on your feet. Be prepared to spend a lot of time standing up in lines, in, um, yeah, mostly just lines actually. So remember that if you are traveling in the near future to wear comfortable clothes and shoes because you are going to be standing a lot, nothing too warm, ditch all of the layers of if possible. I know that I am really notoriously bad for dressing in layers so that I don't have to put everything in my backpack, especially if I'm running out of space. I'll wear my sweater and then I'll wear my um, winter jacket on top of that if I'm going somewhere warm or if I'm going somewhere cold and I need the jacket. But yeah, it's a great idea to actually pack that away because you're going to be spending a lot more time walking and standing and things like that. And it's going to be a little bit more before you get to sit. Not to mention that once you are in the airport, there is reduced seating, there is reduced capacity, there is the social distance rules. So you're going to see a lot more people standing instead of sitting once they get to the airport and once they get to their flights and stuff like that. So it's just a great idea to be as comfortable as possible to make your travel as stress-free as possible and as easygoing as possible. I think one of the biggest changes that we are seeing right now, I kind of mentioned it in the intro, is around airplanes. There are so many airlines who have filed for bankruptcy, who are closing down routes. It means that you're going to have to transfer a lot more than you would in the past, or you're going to see less and less ideal times for those direct flights that you maybe took in the past. These are like a great opportunity to take advantage of, especially if you are flying somewhere like, um, I just learned this recently and apparently it's been a big thing and I have been completely blind to it. But if you are flying over to Europe and you take a, um, an Iceland air flight, they will actually let you extend your stopover in Iceland for up to a week. So if your flight has to stop there anyways, why not tack a couple days on in Iceland to your trip? I think this is amazing. I love that. I wish that I had known about that before. Um, although I think the price of living is a little bit higher there than what I usually spend on vacation. So it might have to wait a couple of years, but maybe in the future I will take advantage of that. But yeah, airplane regulations have really changed. Even Andrew and I kind of saw it on our flight back and that was in what was that? I think it was April 1st or something like that. But basically, um, things like food services are going to be limited. You're going to have to wear that mask on your flight. I know it might be uncomfortable, but that's a new thing that's going to happen. So I think it's really, really important to remember to pack snacks and refillable water bottles and things like that for your flights so that if you are one of those people who may get like a low blood sugar or who may get really dehydrated on a plane, you're making sure that you're taking care of your body because the airlines may not be looking out for you in that way anymore. It really sucks, but we're going to see so much um, disposable stuff come back into fashion, which really like that breaks my heart. I feel like we were doing such a great job at um, using all of the reusable things, but it's just getting so hard for things like airlines or um airport, uh, airport restaurants and things like that to use reusable things to clean it. You never know what you're coming in contact with, especially when you're using something like a fork or a knife. 
minimizing the spread is the important part right now. And it sucks for our environment. But one way that you can definitely make sure that you are taking care of our environment for yourself is to invest in a good water bottle with a filter. Um, One of the big things that we're seeing right now in things like airports and malls and things like that is that uh, water fountains are being blocked off. I, the Walmart down the street from us, they have like a giant tarp over their water fountain. And so it's a lot harder to find fresh water when you're traveling, when you're on the road, when you're away from home. And if you don't exactly trust the tap water, it's a great idea to invest in something with a built-in filter. So something like Grail, they have, it's almost like a, a French press where they, where you press the water down once it's inside and it removes almost like 99% of of the stuff in there or something like LifeStraw or Core. They all have some great products and it all depends on what kind of thing you need. It's definitely on my list of things that I need to do. Uh, so when I find my favorite, I will let you know what it is. But I have been to so many countries where I just spend so much money on disposable water bottles. And they're really in this day and age, there is no excuse with the technology that we have to be buying disposable water bottles over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure actually between my trip to Thailand and my trip to Vietnam and trip to Costa Rica with the amount of money that I spent on those water bottles while I was away, I could have just bought like three good reusable ones with filters. Um, so yeah, I think the the excuse of like, I need clean water is is not an excuse that you can use anymore. I think another thing to keep in mind when you are planning your trip is that accommodations and things like that are going to have to lower their compa- capacity to comply with the social distancing rules. It's really important to remember that hotels and hostels and things like that are going to fill up really, really fast with less beds available, there's going to be more people looking for beds, which means um, Airbnbs and things like that may actually be a better option for you in some of these cases, or we may find ways to travel in other ways. Um, So my friend told me about this app called HipCam, which is basically like an Airbnb for camping. So if you're going out and maybe you're doing a tour of the US or a tour of Canada right now, and you want to camp your way across the country, this is a great opportunity to grab your tent instead of a hotel room. And there are places everywhere from like an unused lot to someone's backyard. It's just becoming so much easier to find alternate ways to stay and where to sleep and stuff like that. Um, You know, on top of that, as we continue to travel, as we start to travel again, sites like house swapping is a great idea that's going to mean that you don't have to fight over a hostel bed with someone else. You can actually swap your accommodations with someone else if you have a house. If you don't have a house, something like the Pet Sitters app is a really good one. Uh, Trusted House Sitters is the app that Andrew and I used to use, but you can you can literally go on and you can apply to pet sit for someone in a different city. Something that I think is super unfortunate in this age, I literally just talked to you a couple weeks ago about the difference between hostels, hotels, and homestays. And homestays are going to be one of those things that's going to take a backseat for the next little while. I think that we're going to see a lot of people less likely to want to open their doors to travelers. You never know where those travelers are coming. Or if you do, you're going to see a lot more um, 
tests or things like that to make sure that they are healthy when you are coming into someone else's home. It just makes sense. Uh, Kind of along those lines is the idea of like testing in isolation. I think one of the things that we're already starting to see, and I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it here in Fredericton, but I'm also seeing it from friends and family who have been traveling or who have been trying to get to different places in the country and things like that. You're going to see a lot more of the rapid tests. So I don't know how long our tests take here currently, but there are some places who are already taking advantage of like the 30 minute test results or the 60 minute test results, which means you may end up spending a lot more time in the, um, in the airport when you land in a specific country or at the border when you drive into a specific country, you're going to see more of those rapid tests being taken. And that's just to ensure that you aren't bringing the virus in with you. Another thing that you may see, depending on where you're going, is the 14-day isolation rule still being in effect. So for us in Canada, um, right now, there's kind of like two bubbles. You've got like the Atlantic bubble and you've got the um, the Western type of bubble where it's like Western Canada and the Atlantic bubble. And then Ontario and Quebec are kind of doing their own thing. But um, the bubbles have kind of agreed to let everyone within those provinces travel freely throughout. There's some paperwork involved and whatnot. But um, my family is in the Western bubble and I'm in the Atlantic bubble. And what that means for us is a lot of quarantining. So if I want to go and see my family, I have to quarantine for two weeks before I'm allowed to come into contact with them as soon as I fly into Manitoba. And then I will have to con- I will have to uh, quarantine for another 14 days when I come back into New Brunswick after I visit them. So uh, I think this is something that you really need to be aware of, especially if you're a Canadian. Right now, anyone flying in from any country has to quarantine for the two weeks when you come back. doesn't matter if you're feeling healthy or not. Um, we just are not using those rapid tests, and it is just a part of the government saying, you got to do this. This is how to keep everyone healthy. And so it's really important to plan that into your travel. If you cannot afford to do the extra 14 days upon returning to Canada, I would say maybe you have to put off traveling for the next little bit, or you need to take advantage of traveling within your province or within your area and really getting to know your country a little bit better. I know it sucks, but I don't think that's going to last forever. You know, the vaccine is coming. I swear. I swear it. That's really going to affect how we travel and where we travel and what types of trips that we are taking and what types of vacations we are taking. If you were someone who was um, who was using their two weeks vacation to travel somewhere, now you are a little bit more limited to where you can go. But that doesn't mean that you can't explore. It doesn't mean that you can't uh, see something new, experience a new place. I think that that is so important. And I mean, why not visit somewhere in Canada? Why not keep our money here? We were just hit with a huge financial stressor on the entire country. Um, so let's let's keep our money around here for now. I know that like Andrew and I have been taking advantage of camping a lot. We actually, we went camping a couple weekends with some friends. We went camping last week, a couple of days, just the two of us. And we're actually camping again this weekend. I think the last thing that you definitely have to look into before you start traveling, before you go anywhere, is where are you allowed to go? And that kind of falls into the whole quarantine thing. But um, 
really knowing where you're allowed to go, what the rules are about that. Do you have to quarantine when you get there? Things like that. Which borders are closed? Can I fly there or do I have to drive there or is it vice versa? Um, Things like that are really important to know. And so a great resource for Canadians if you are wanting to travel in Canada or abroad is actually uh, time dash to dash travel.ca. I'll link that in the show notes. It's a little more confusing of a website, but um, that one really kind of gives you a good look at where you are allowed to go. Um, you know, you enter your province, you say which province you want to go to if you're trying to get to a different province, or it gives you a complete list of all of the borders that are currently open. I always recommend that you double check or triple check information. So just because it tells you that the borders are open to Jamaica doesn't mean that that is for sure, for sure correct. Go somewhere else, find it on three sources. And I think that that is a pretty good idea to tell you that, yes, that is in fact the truth. You can do that. Um, and yeah, that'll, that'll save you a lot of headaches. I feel like that was a really, really quick trip through what travel in 2020 is going to look like. I just wanted to give you all an idea of what kind of things you're going to see when you get on the road. If you have never traveled before, then I think you are actually at an advantage. It means that you have no expectations. It means that you can get used to a new system way easier than some people who have been traveling forever and ever and ever. Um, But I think the most important thing to remember is that just because you feel comfortable with this situation and you feel comfortable traveling does not mean that everyone else does. And that's totally okay. Be aware of that. Be conscious of that wherever you're going and um, treat other countries with respect. I know I've already seen so many comments online about people not quarantining when they arrive in a country and the locals being mad and things like that. And I I just think it's so disrespectful to the people who actually live there and the people who um, can't get away, who can't escape, who are then going to be stuck with the consequences after you leave. So if you are feeling sick, do not travel. If you think that you have symptoms, get checked out. It's all common sense stuff, but sometimes it has to be said, which is really sad for this day and age. We are all (laughs) smart people. We should be able to figure this out. And yet sometimes we don't. But it's important to remember that there are going to be delays. There are going to be different rules. And if you're prepared for that, you are. it's way less likely to bother you when it actually happens. Be polite and remember that you represent your entire country or a country that is associated with you and your image when you are abroad. If you are interested in any of the links that I mentioned today in this podcast, make sure to check out the show notes on my website, kaylaontheroad.com slash episode eight, so that you can get all of the information. And if you have some good travel resources for me, I would love to see them. So make sure to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Kayla on the Road. And yeah, that's it for today. Um, Next Tuesday, there will be a new episode coming at you. And I'm excited for that. Who knows what it'll be yet, but stay tuned. And I cannot wait to see you on the road soon. Bye. Bye.